Mister, you gotta wear a helmet. Don't worry about it. Shit on, man. Oh, God, I love it. I assume. Oh, God, I hurt a little, but I'm all right. Oh, my God, son, what the hell are you doing? 364 more days till next year's hockey trials. I gotta toughen up. Yeah! Oh, God, I felt good. Yeah! Second weekend of March, and the Brotherly Love Sports Podcast has barely even scratched the surface with the NHL season. Like, what are we doing? We talk about NBA, we talk about NFL, we talk about everything under the sun, but what about good old hockey? Well, here we are today in beautiful Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. It's Aggie here, we're in our hometown. I'm here with my dad, Steve Kindler, and with my brother Joe, some of the biggest Capitals fans I know. This might be a Philadelphia sports-centered show that we got. But, oh, baby, we're talking about the Caps today. Guys, how we doing? Doing good. Doing good, Eric. All right. Now, I have a couple podcast veterans here with me, everybody. If you didn't hear my dad's uh, very very astute kind of observations last year, I would encourage you to go back. I mean, uh, didn't really do much research, but you were off the cuff pretty much that whole time, Dad. Are you prepared today? I am prepared. Okay, very good. And Joey and I were spending a lot of time together in the car going from Philadelphia to D.C. through the Cavs' historic playoff run to the Stanley Cup Finals and to the Stanley Cup Championship. So, Joe, you made a lot of appearances there. How are you doing today? I did, yeah. Yeah, made a lot of appearances during the drives back. I think uh, on the highway we did most of our taping, so that was a lot of fun. I brought out a lot of uh, my pessimistic side sort of came up and (laughs) I was hedging my bet sort of but uh, or hedging my happiness should I say but um, yeah I mean I was glad how that ended up. I think our we had a pretty successful track record last year so we did. Ready to reprise that role. Well, I'm really honored. (laughs) Incredibly honored. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for thank you for having us. Oh, I mean it's really our pleasure. So uh, let's start with you dad. You had like I said I'll type you up a little bit man. Uh, you've watched the Caps really closely, and well, Joey, we'll bring you here in a second, but I want to hear my dad because you got the season tickets. It's pretty impressive. You'll go down, drive a couple hours to D.C., even on a weekday, and then drive back to Harrisburg for work the next day. Man, it's commitment. What are we seeing so far from the Washington Capitals this year? Well, Eric, I think the, uh, the word is inconsistent. Uh, so it's a team that's played really well at times. And really poorly at other times. So earlier this year, right before the break, a seven-game losing streak. And now I think they're uh, in the middle on a six-game winning streak right now. So good games, bad games. Uh, I think when they play well, they can play with anybody. When they play poorly, they can lose to anybody. So I think the key to them, like any other team, is trying to figure out how to, how to be consistent as you come up towards the playoffs. Right, and what are you seeing uh, specifically? You have a new coach, right? A coach that led them to the Stanley Cup is no longer there. He's doing a great job in in, uh, in Long Island, yep. right, with the Islanders. We miss Barry Trotz, but tell me about this new coach, what they're trying to do, and where they're trying to go. And Joey, feel free to jump in here, man. I want to cut you out of this combo. Yeah, you know, Eric, I uh, I'm not uh, at part of the uh, uh, of the th- of the thought uh, train in the organization that got rid of the that was was in favor of getting rid of the coach. Um, my opinion would have been uh, you, you finally got a guy 
who figured out all the right ingredients and you finally figured out as an organization what you need to do to win the cup. Uh, the last thing I would have done was gotten rid of a key cog in that, and that would have been your coach. So I would have figured out a way to make it work. I would have paid him the money he was asking for, and I think he would have had a good, a really good shot to at least make a deep run in the playoffs. Whether the team can do it this year or not remains to be seen. Um, the team has been very, very poor at times defensively, which is ironic because the head coach was a uh, his background is in defense, so that's where he got a lot of his credit and helping the defensive end of it last year and the year before. And they have been just atrocious on the faceoff circle. And uh, you know, I'm talking like 25% faceoff wins. Yeah, so last last in the league in faceoff uh, efficiency, pretty terrible on their own end. So that's it's a pretty alarming statistic. Now, like that one doesn't necessarily equate to being you know, a winning franchise. I mean, I think there are other top teams in the league that are at the bottom. New, New York Islanders, for one, who are doing pretty well this year, are also like third to last. So, I mean, it's it's not great, but yeah. But they did make some moves recently, right? Bringing in Carl Hagelin, he just had like 10 minutes on the penalty kill the other day, taking too many penalties, but they've got a lot of guys that are able to handle that kind of workload now, which is good. So they're trending up at the right time. Yeah, they are definitely, they're definitely playing better. Um but they just, you know, undisciplined at times, taking a lot of unnecessary penalties. The penalty kill has been not consistently good. Um, and they've been struggling to score five-on-five. And five-on-five scoring is important because you don't see as many penalties during the playoffs. So you have to be able to score at even strength and you have to be able to defend. So thankfully, Braden Holpe in net has been playing really solid. Uh, last probably uh, six, seven games, he has been really, really good. And in a few of these games, he's won. He's they've won because he's just simply stood on his head. And again, that's not a long-term formula for success. So, um, I am I am cautiously optimistic, um, but I, I I still have some doubts. Braden Holby over his last five games, save percentages: nine thirteen, nine fifty two, nine seventeen, nine hundred, and a blank sheet the other day at a thousand. So the Capitals under new head coach Todd uh, Todd Reardon are looking at 87 points right now. They're leading the Metropolitan. They're at 40 wins, 21 losses, 7 overtime losses as well. Right? Um, we got to see these guys the other day in Philly. All right, So let's talk about a little observations in Philly. Dad, you and I saw them uh, saw the same two teams play in January. It was early January. Um, and the Flyers were using an unprecedented 7th starting goalie through the year. Right? They, I think it was actually, I think it's 8. Was it think, by now? I, I think, think, it's I think by now it's eight, right? But at the time it was seven, which is, I guess, yeah. even better for that for that wonderful franchise. So, um, what do we think of the game? I mean, game experience is pretty different, right, in Wells Fargo than it is down in DC. Uh, what did you guys think of it? I, I yeah, think so some time we had great know. seats. I, I look at Philadelphia. And I think they do a great job in in house during the game. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> in game production. It's sort of the bro- it's the, it's a it's a little brother type of production. Like it's not a, it's not a DC it's not a DC quality. You know, it's not as high quality. It is what it is. <laughs> what, what but about it? It's just you know, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit. It's a little bit cheesier. Yeah, um, it's a little bit cheesier. Yeah, um, it is. That. I think they do a good job during the game. I do think so. Um, a lot of that does end up being because of the new addition. I think to that uh, to that franchise and in that big orange monster they having gritty. <laughs> um, so that helps quite a bit. But no, I think they do a good job. I think that was my fourth game. Now I've gone to. Um, you know, I'm a Caps fan, but I'm a hockey fan. So yeah. if the Flyers can actually put a decent team together, put a, you know string a few good lines together. 
put a good product on the ice. I'll go see him play. That's fine. Sure. I'll go I, sit, watch live hockey, and drink a couple beers. That's I okay. I mean, my observations, decent crowd, <laughs> despite them not doing so well. I enjoyed my chickens and peats because, you it's know. delicious. Joe was convinced that I was going to spill my molten hot <laughs> liquid cheese. You know, You're balancing your little, like, Dixie <laughs> cup of cheese on your knee next to me. Now... I don't know, man. It was a it was a ballsy move, but you got through. He said it like five times. He's like, dude, just look out for your cheese, Eric. Eric, you, you, you watch your cheese, man. I'm convinced you're gonna drop the cheese. Didn't drop the cheese. Everybody have great, you know, coordination and stamina while eating chickens and peats. My last observation was like the uh, the dancing the dancing oh, girls. God. Oh they're, god! Oh god! They were they, you, were wait, you were waiting for me to bring this up too, weren't you? The disastrous dancing and uh, <laughs> I actually missed that. The cheerleaders they were scared the, me because oh, they smiled god. all the time. There was never a time in which a, what were they called? The Flyers girls? I have no idea what they were. There they was had a point where like oh, big god. smiles on. But good. Sorry, it was just happened? yeah. It was a little bit difficult at times. I think during it was you know so it was the three of us sitting there watching and yeah. all of a sudden this video comes up over the big Megatron whatever the the video screen there and it's just uh, four dancers just doing a random cheer and then all of a sudden the cheerleaders move and nobody's on the screen and then three guys come out and start break dancing and you just have no idea why like what is going on here and then they the break dancers and the cheerleaders start doing a routine together and it was just there wasn't much cohesion there. It didn't make much sense. The why they're breakdance fighting. They were breakdance fighting. They were breakdance fighting. I so. enjoyed the game. <laughs> I thought that the Flyers, uh, they in reality, they're decimated with injuries. They were missing a couple key guys, um, especially offensively. They were really struggling. They got down five nothing. But I will give the fans a lot of credit. They stuck in there, and they, uh, you know, Flyers made a run of it, and it was five to got cut it to five three with twelve to play. And had some chances to, to cut it to a one-goal game. So when you're down five and you keep battling, that's a positive. Should have gotten down five at home, but not ideal. That happens. The best know? was when the, the Flyers like could have scored there to get easily, four, easily. and like it happened a few different times where it was the close, and everyone did the you know the, the necessary <laughs> like jump up out of your seat and do the oh. <laughs> there was this one guy who just like really got into it, like he was literally lying on the steps. <laughs> After the third time, no, I, uh, I think they got a great setup. That well, my my I, favorite I, I, was uh, I think it was Tom Wilson cut a, a cross check behind the play is down, struggling to get back to the bench, and then the obligatory fan Philadelphia guy, you yeah. know, <laughs> meat, you know, hamburger meat hanging out, gets up out of his seat, tries to run down to the glass and taunt Tom Wilson for being injured. It's just yeah, it's like man, sit, you know. Well, we had a guy behind us. What did he say? He was like, (laughs) said something really funny and cursed. And the one person was like, great, on Ash Wednesday, he's going to get his afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Exactly. He's got that. He's got the smudge on his forehead and everything. Just um, (laughs) F you and everybody in the the Just come from St. Anne's from 5 p.m. mass. (laughs) Yep. Getting into the game. Exactly. So Joey mentioned the big orange monster. Guys, what are dead? All right. First two thoughts, descriptive words to describe gritty. Go. Crazy. And? Hilarious. <laughs> All right. No, not bad, man. Not bad. Mine's like kind of nightmarish. It kind of gives me nightmares. I mean, gritty, gritty was like <laughs> horrific when he first came out. When you looked at it, you thought that thing is going to fail badly. And uh, he's kind of uh, become like a cult hero, a cult figure. Uh, but hey, he's he's got a good shtick going, mm-hmm. and people seem to like it. And uh, I think it's hey, hey, more people, more things that bring people to games, great. Absolutely, mm-hmm. 
Joey, what are your thoughts on Gritty? No, I think, I mean, we kind of hit on it the other day. We were talking to ourselves, and I think it's, you know, it's one provocative, but also terrific. I mean, I think it's a great thing. Like, Gritty is awesome for hockey. You know, he's like... He looks like the the Philly fanatic crawled underneath the Schuylkill Trail, <laughs> slept there, slept there for a couple weeks, died, just died, came back to life, and decided he loved hockey. Like, this guy looks like I pulled him out of like your ear, you know? It's like, but it's unbelievable. You know, he's just he's too funny. I think he has these like uh, security. I don't know what they are. These like little security guard guys that wear like suits and sunglasses that follow him around and look chase him around and be a part of it. They're just like, the whole thing is way too funny. Um, so I love it. I mean, if you can get the NHL, yeah. I mean, some of these clips are just so funny. If you can get the NHL on, you know, national spotlight, if it's for this or, you know, anything other, you know, the stupid thing that the Carolina Hurricanes are doing, it's like... What are they doing? Any kind of... They do sort of a gimmicky thing after every game to... They, more or less win. just... If they win. If they win. Okay. Just, uh, it's it's called the Storm Surge. The whole team comes out and they do just like... Uh, kind of like a choreograph something different every time but it's choreographed some sort of like celebration so they do kind of the viking skull clap nice you know there's a little clap and then they'll just like after the clap they'll do something goofy together like play duck duck goose or um the lights will go out one of them is dressed up as you know something or whatever it's it's idiotic but people like it now i love gritty i think he's great for the sport um I'm not going to become a Flyers fan because of it, but I love to watch him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's hilarious. And I'm just, as we're sitting here, I'm, I'm perusing Gritty's uh, <laughs> 238,000 follower Twitter page. He's uh, running naked, asking if anyone knows when the ESPN body issue comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have, I have a video of him greeting the Fanatic at a Phillies game. And, uh, <laughs> with the Jonas Brothers. With the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> So, absolutely great. I mean, their team's not very good, but bravo. No, it's, it's perfect. It's just like, it's, it's Philly. It is. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, guys, we, we've we talked about the Caps. Um, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Alexander Ovechkin. He's leading the league with 46 goals right now, which is pretty cool. So, the Caps are looking pretty good right now. Um, I don't, I'm not sure where he's at with points. I mean, Nikita Kucherov is the points leader. I'm looking at the stat leaders. He's not much of a um, points guy. He's more of a yeah. yeah. He's just more of a, you know, send me in that, in that, the side and the power play. And did have a great assist, story. though. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on Wednesday he night, did. that first goal was a beautiful assist. That was a good effort play, too, by him. He so. did. So, uh, looking at the standings, because the season's kind of winding down along with the NBA season, right? The remaining games are in, like, the teens, right? Yeah, Maybe 15, 15 16, 16 games. games. Yep. So, uh, right now in the East, the and across the board, the Tampa Bay Lightning are crushing it. They have 106 points right now. And uh, the closest team in the East is the Bruins with 91, and the Caps are tied with the Maple Leafs at 87 points. And uh, the playoffs are a little crazy, right? You get the top three in the division plus two wild cards, mm-hmm. right? So we can talk a little about the East, uh, mentioning the West. You have the Winnipeg Jets who are leading in this in the Central Division, and the, uh, the Flames actually with 89 points. The Calgary Flames are the leaders in points in the Western Conference as well. So... Uh, Thoughts right now on the playoff picture and where it's going? Well, I mean, I think in the East, it, it comes down to you've got nine teams that realistically have a chance to make uh, make the playoffs for eight spots. So one team is going to be the odd team out. Coming from, it could be Pittsburgh, which would be great. <laughs> it could be Columbus not making the playoffs. It could be Carolina. Yeah. It could be Montreal Canadiens. So I mean, realistically, one of those teams 
is not going to make the playoffs. But also, kind of oddly enough, like realistically speaking, it could be it could be the Capitals. Sure, it could there's be nothing New, guaranteed. You know, Long Island. It could be. So it's a little bit. It makes for an exciting. You probably have to get. You probably have to get to about ninety five points in the East to guarantee. Not to guarantee, but to pretty feel much pretty good. solid that you're going to get in. So the Caps have got to figure out a way to get eight more points. That, that out of fifteen games, if they if they collapse, it's going to have to be an epic collapse to not make the playoffs. The challenge here is going to be who's going to be the second wild card team because that team will have to play Tampa, and Tampa is uh, head and shoulders probably the best team. Um, they got great scoring, they got great defense, they got great goaltending, and they're just killing teams. Um, but they also then have the curse of the President's Trophy that they have to deal with, which is you know very infrequently does the team with the best record and the most points win the Stanley Cup. So just ask the Washington Capitals yeah, how that goes. Who won that thing, you know, many times and, and fizzled out in the playoffs. So the question is going to be <clears throat> what other teams are there. So in the East, Tampa's clearly the head and shoulders, but you know, when you get in the playoffs, if it's Pittsburgh against Tampa, if Pittsburgh's the second wild card, that would be one heck of a first round series. Um, in the Central Division, um, so I think that's really it on the East. I think it's Tampa and everybody else. Yeah. On the on the Pacific side, <clears throat> uh, on the West Division, I think you've got uh, Winnipeg Jets. You got Nashville. St. Louis has been playing really, really well. And in the West, it's like three teams as well. Yeah, Calgary. Calgary. I mean, St. Louis is an unbelievable story yeah. too because they were last in the league at one point earlier this year. And I think it was maybe like two, three months into the season, these guys were. I mean, last in the league, and all of a sudden they got heated enough in practice that two of their top players. End up dropping the gloves and beating the living crap out of each other. Sort of a line brawl during practice. And if you look from that day on, their win percentage has been just like off the charts. It's, it's amazing how things can turn around. So I thought it was the Golden Retriever coming to the practice. Yeah, the Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah, supercharged them. Yeah, what is that dog's name? <laughs> I forget. Uh, that was kind of cool, though. If you're out there looking, you know, check out Instagram. The uh, yeah. St. Louis Blues have the cutest dog. I don't know what's up with these NHL teams actually having puppies. From the office, right? Is I don't know. Office it's awesome. Dog this dog is so cute, though. Yeah. I think his name is. Barkley or something, but it's such a cute little guy. Um, so between the fighting and the dogs, they they've really turned things around. But I like I like Winnipeg a lot. I think they've got they've got a lot of talent on that team and uh, sort of the Alex Ovechkin of the future and Patrick Laine, uh the the Finnish uh, not the Finnish Flash, but hopefully we'll get there one day. He's heck, he's a good player. So um, is that no, guy? I, is yeah, that yeah, who is yeah. Who's um, the Finnish Flash? That was uh, Tamis Solani. Oh really? That's an awesome. And name. then you've got you know, and then we didn't mention you got the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who are yeah. sitting at third in the Pacific Division, probably not going to go anywhere other than third. And <clears throat> you know they they've got a legitimate chance again to make a deep run. Yeah. Whether they get to the Stanley Cup final or or whether they're able to win it, you know that remains to be seen. But there's a lot of good teams in, in the West, and they have gotten really better at the trade deadline and picked up some really, really good guys. Mm-hmm. So they've only gotten better and they're going to be more formidable. So I think, you know, I think it's it's Tampa uh, and everybody else, but, you know, there's been really good teams that have run away with the league and done nothing uh, in the in the playoffs. So Yeah, I mean, you know. the Caps were not supposed to win the, champ- yep. uh, the Stanley Cup last year. That was yep. not supposed to happen. So, yeah, that's the fun part about the NHL playoffs. The well, heck, the I will be in Tampa on Saturday, one week from today. <laughs> And I'll, uh, you know, if you have me back again, you know, I'll tell <laughs> you, I'll give you the, my, my uh, firsthand in, in, uh, impression of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, listen, uh, that's, good. that's a good little anticipation, Dad, because I was going to say what the Caps got, you know, on their plate for the next week. 
um, and for going forward. So they play tomorrow at home versus yep. Winnipeg. Then they go to Pittsburgh, uh, to Philly. Uh, that's on Tuesday and Thursday, respectively. And then they end the week, um, as you're saying, in Florida against this top team in Tampa Bay. So you got so four games. Not an easy week. <laughs> nah, four games in seven days. It's going to be a real challenge. Um, you got some really, really good teams. That's why it's been critical for them to beat teams that aren't uh, necessarily in the playoff hunt. You know, they had New Jersey last night, and it was not a really pretty game to watch, but they won. So they got two points. That's all you can really say. Um, but there's going to be some really good teams, and, and, you know, everybody is going to be fighting for playoff position here. Um, realistically, the Flyers are, are out of it. Um, I think the they're not, they're not going to be able to fight back and, and jump over that many teams that they've got to get past. But it's still a good rivalry game. So forget throw the records out when mm-hmm. they go to when, you know when they play division teams, especially the Caps or the Penguins. There's a there's a lot of motivation for them for them to play well, especially considering how they did not play real well for good periods of that game on uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And to finish up, Joy. No, no, I got, I got nothing. I think we hit on some of the, the key points, yeah. So you guys are our resident experts, not just in hockey, but specifically the Washington Capitals. Dad, I appreciate your presence here. Joe, always appreciated. Thanks for coming on the Bro Love Sports Podcast. Mike and Ian, I speak on behalf of them. Very much appreciated. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Sages